Thank you for joining us on another episode of Ditch the Job. Let's do this. What's up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Caberti, the podcast and coach here, helping people launch, grow, and monetize their podcast. And we have a really awesome story for you. Our guest today, uh, he makes $500,000 in yearly revenue with his businesses. Uh, and he had a job uh, beforehand and shifted out of that path. So, He's going to talk about that. In addition to that soundbite I mentioned, our guest is also a serial entrepreneur, search engine marketing evangelist, and a passionate networker who's responsible for running five meetups, including the Seattle Marketing and Demand Leaders Meetup, which happens to be the largest marketing meetup in Seattle. Our guest is also the CEO of Logic Inbound, a company whose team has a broad track record from driving 400,000 mobile app downloads as high school students to an SAAS partnership with more than half of the largest telecommunication companies in the world, to owning the number one ranked site for Seattle SEO, seattlewebworks.com. So our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Vlad Mukertumyan. Vlad, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you for that introduction, Mark. That was a uh... I have to say, you know, definitely overblown on a couple of those. I, I like to say I have partners, you know, like Seattle Webwork. Uh, one of my partners we merged with, he runs that website. So that, that was awesome. Um, marketing and demand leaders, one of my friends, he had that idea. And I've just been fortunate enough to be blessed. Uh, you know, Nick, one of my uh, partners and fellow marketers now in the community, Nick, started that with me. And, and now he's running that. And so I'm just fortunate to be around these awesome partners and just, you know, see these great people and, and be in that vicinity. So thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I like that. Well, Vlad, um, I mean, the humbleness right away, uh, the fact that, you know, like the Vlad's pretty much saying he has a team of people behind him. He has partners, he has connections that help him get to where he is. And that is one thing you should be thinking about as you think about ditching your job before the job ditches you, uh, think about what are the relationships you are building because, uh, Vlad has like a whole great team of people behind him and it helps to know people, whether they're a part of your team or just colleagues that can really help you get to the next level. So definitely something to think about. I think we should shift in that direction though, because I mean, you were quick to thank a lot of people who were involved with your success. Can you talk about how you were mm -hmm. able to attract those types of people into your life? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, and obviously a, a part of it is definitely luck, right? Like if I wasn't in the state that I was in and, you know, um, I had to, I had to immigrate to this country, you know, just being American is awesome. We, we get capitalism, um, you know, being the right place, right time kind of thing. But, um, I think another part of it is really trying to, in every interaction I have, um, I always try to imagine myself, um, you know, even with you, Mark today, you know, let's say we had a meeting, I'd imagine myself as your business partner. And I wouldn't necessarily always tell everybody. But I always think about, um, you know, like, hey, if I was business partners with Mark, how could we add value to what Mark's doing over here? You know, and so the more I do that, I think people can naturally sense like, oh, wow, this person's coming from an abundance mentality. And also, they're really putting themselves in my shoes, you know, um, I was in a business meeting with a potential client the other day 
and they said, um, you know, like whenever they say great question, you know that you're on the right track. So I think by thinking of yourself as the other person's business partner, whether it's your vendors, your clients, you know, your obviously your real partners, whoever, you know, every single interaction, it helps you figure out how to add the most value. And eventually, I like to say, um, you know, you create enough value, it'll trickle back down to you. Yeah, I really like that of viewing everyone in the sense as a partner. And if you view them, like each person who's involved with your success as a partner, whether they're an actual partner or you would look at them and classify them as colleague if you were looking from the outside, when you give everyone that partner status, I mean, it's a higher level of respect that you give a partner typically. And to be able to give people a high amount of respect, high amount of value, it's no wonder the value uh, comes back. Like for instance, what I'm doing, one of the things I'm doing, uh, in January in Florida is the ocean writing mastermind retreat. And that happened because of people who I already knew we came together and we said, let's do this thing. Uh, so treating people with respect and value can really open the door to a lot of opportunities that you wouldn't even think of. And I know that one of the things we were talking about before this interview started was the fact that you had a few jobs before you created this path for yourself. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little about, mm -hmm. a bit about the job experience and how you were able to transition to serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say, and even serial entrepreneur, I think what people think of, I think like multi-millionaire, you know, the company we did around over 550K last year, we're going to do more than that this year for sure. And probably next year, right? I don't know. But, um, you know, my first company, every venture was a little bit bigger than the last. My first thing I did, I think when I was 16, me and my cousin, we go to garage sales, which everybody can obviously do, buy and try to sell things on Amazon or eBay. And I, I was just afraid of not having a great resume. So <laughs> believe it or not, with my faulty logic, I got a, uh, a job at Safeway as a courtesy clerk. And, uh, that's what I would do. I'd push carts and flip things at garage sales with my cousin. Then, uh, you know, really kind of by, by luck, I was looking at the app market in 08. And uh, I knew it was going to be something big. It just made sense to me, which is the funny part is people were still doubting smartphones. You know, they didn't understand the, the market was coming. I saw that luckily because I was a lot younger. I was like 10 years. I was like 18 at the time, 28 today. And uh, I said, hey, why don't we create a Bruce Lee quotes app? I noticed that there were different celebrity quotes applications. Bruce Lee didn't exist. So that meant that there was a need on the marketplace and I just had to serve it. And so that's what ended up happening. My cousin helped me make the app. He was the CTO in all my ventures. We did the, the first app together. And then, boom, um, you know, next thing you know, we just started growing. We ended up, the first app ended up doing around a thousand downloads in about two weeks. And then he said, oh, you know, what are we going to do after this? And um, I said, why don't we do 30 of these? So we ended up doing 30 apps, uh, you know, amassing a ton of downloads. I think it was somewhere around like 300,000 downloads, actually. And then, um, I, like, I stopped, I stopped counting after a while. And so, yeah, and so like we make like a thousand bucks a month when I was 20, I was in college and my kind of classmates, they were looking around, they were trying to figure out like, what were they going to do? 
Um, and I was looking at my AdMob account back in the day is what it was called. And I kind of had a vision for what I was good at. But yeah. And I mean, it's really interesting how like you knew pretty early, like what you were going to do. It's not like you knew for a very long time, but it's like you knew before you graduated college, what you were going to do. And uh, one of the things that I want to do is like, you know, show young people that they can achieve success, which is why you're such a great example of uh, not waiting until you graduate to make it happen. And this isn't like, mm -hmm. because I know some people say like college isn't what it used to be. And I'm not here raising that argument. I'm here raising the argument that, you know, if you want to go to college or not, think about what you can do while uh, you're in college or think about what you could be doing 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old. You could be doing a lot of different things. Uh, you know, like you don't have to wait to get the diploma and like whatever to get a job. So I'm wondering if you could talk about, uh, was there any like, like how you started like as a young individual, uh, did that factor in? Were there any thoughts you had about that? I'm just wondering your take. Oh, great. So like tips I give to, if I want to go back to time, younger me, you know, like how to get started in the entrepreneurship game type of thing. Uh, um, yeah, and also like yeah. if there was anything you felt as a younger person or if you ever thought of your age when you were going into it. Oh, 100%. I mean, when you're, you know, I, I'd say up until I was 25, 20, now I'm 28, I don't think twice about my age anymore, you know, even if I am younger. Um, when you're kind of, I would say 25 and especially the younger you are, it gets to your head. But I would say if anybody, first of all, if anybody ever brings up your age, right, what you should just do is just 100% acknowledge it. And my tip would be to um, over-exaggerate it. So if they're like, oh, you look like you're, you know, 17, you know, even if you're not 17, you know, maybe you're 16. They're like, oh, you look like you're 15 years old, whatever. You'd be like, no, I'm actually 11. You know, like, like just, just make them laugh, right? Um, take it and just like subtract 10 years of your age. Saying you're too young and just keep moving forward. That'll be my tip for anybody that's, you know, things make them nervous. Um, at the end of the day, I would say when it comes to age, that are, something I wish I knew was that um, you can turn that into a huge perspective, um, uh, you know, like a huge positive perspective when it comes to like, you know, today's platforms and how people are, are using Snapchat or TikTok or, you know, maybe the person you're sitting across the desk is, is 50 years old and they don't use Instagram and you can give them the latest trends because they're interested in the game, right? The real game of business is played in today's day and age. And if you're, you know, younger, then you're definitely, that's the only thing you know, and that's what you live and breathe. Versus if you're 50 or 60 or 70, you read the newspaper or whatever, right? Then you want to make sure, um, the older you get, you want to make sure that you don't ever um, fall out of touch with what the, where the marketplace is going and what's effective. So that's one thing I, a tip I give myself. Um, and then also, if I could go back in time, I tell myself to just start reading more um, and implementing things from business books because, you know, when you're younger, you don't have experience. You know, you, obviously, if, if you have to pick between knowledge and experience, you pick experience um, because you've got, like, things become automatic. But if you don't have experience, the knowledge is the second best thing. So that's why business books, I would definitely recommend them. Um, one thing by Gary Keller. Um, Choose Yourself by James Altucher is a fantastic one if you're just getting started. There's a bunch of awesome books that uh, you know you should 
your audience should definitely check out. So, so yeah. Yes, those are my my reading is still valuable. I mean, those books, we'll throw them in the show notes for anyone who's interested. But for me, reading has been really helpful. Uh, I've got, I've read at my peak, I read like there was one month where I actually read 30 books. Uh, but usually I, I've really lowered that down because the interviews, I learned a lot doing the interviews as well. Uh, but one of the things I want to ask you also is, I mean, it's interesting how, because I'm in this mode right now, how you balance the college work with the school work. I'm, you balance the college schoolwork with the business. Uh, so I'm wondering yeah. if you could share with us how you were able to do that and some of the hacks you applied to make that balance possible. Okay, so balancing college and business. So at the time, I actually had to balance college, business, my workplace, and a girlfriend at the same time. And what I would say is just as if you're eating a plate, right, you've got the main portion you maybe you got a snack on the side, you got your dessert. Um, you know, you've got to pick, figure out what the main portion is, and you got to make sure you nail that. For me, my college GPA, uh, GPS, GPA, see, this is this <laughs> GPA was actually 2.7. This is how bad I was at college, right? So the 2.7 GPA, granted, I did get to graduate two years early. I took a program here called Running Start. So I was in college and I was like, okay, I'm smart enough to get into college two years early. But still, um, you know, a majority of my time was spent on the business. This fascinated me. And I, I at the time felt like it was just a piece of paper because I wasn't really passionate about the, the schoolwork I was doing. It just didn't really have any real world application versus, you know, when I was talking to these other executives and in negotiations, I saw a lot more practical value. So that's where I chose to focus all my attention. And there's something called Pareto's law, the 80-20 rule that I would suggest all your listeners check out also, where 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort and vice versa. And that goes for everything, um, whether it's exercise or business. And so I'd have them write down, number one, what is their main focus? What's that going to be? Number two, what is the 20% of work they could do that will generate 80% of their um, results? So, yeah. I mean, Pareto's principle is a really great principle. So I can see how you use that and decided that I'm going to focus on business. And for me, with my college, like, you know, my focus is to just get a 3.0 GPA. Uh, so, I mean, I recognize I hit that goal and then I'm able to go all in on the business because I definitely spend more time on the business because that's something that uh, to me has that really big impact, like being able to interview people like you being able to interview all these different people. And I mean, it's just based on that Pareto's principle, again, like figuring out what are going to be the few things that get you the most results. And, uh, it's great for anyone, regardless of where you are, you could be a college student in Pareto's principle. You could be a uh, 50 year old with a family with a job that you want to ditch uh that's Pareto's principle really applies to everyone and one of the things that i am curious about is mm -hmm. i'm wondering if you could share with us some of the habits that you would say have really helped you achieve the success that you have achieved oh great yeah that's a great question um you know because one of my favorite quotes is actually um you know, you are what you repeatedly do. 
excellence is therefore not an act, but a habit. Um, by and it's actually this quote is actually like a tribute to like multiple people. So there's really actually like not one single originator. Um, you know, some people say Aristotle, um, et cetera. But I'm, I'm a, I say Aristotle, but who, who knows? But anyways, um, so it's one of my favorite quotes. And so in terms of habits, one of my favorite things to do is I try to connect two people a day. This actually also goes back to connecting people. I try to connect two people a day that doesn't actually directly um, help me just to give back. You know, so maybe after the podcast, you know, Mark, I'm like, what can I do for you? Like, oh, give me some another awesome guest. I'd be like, cool. And I can do something like that. And I try to do at least, uh, I try to do that at least once a day so I can have that networking muscle because the world really revolves around relationships. That's one of the most useful habits I think anyone can cultivate is connecting two people every day that doesn't benefit you because when you want it or need it to benefit you, then you can easily make that switch. Um, Number two, oh, sorry, and to finish that thought, and if you connect two people and it doesn't directly benefit you, then they're going to notice, and that'll really give you a lot of great social credibility. Another habit that I have that I think is really immensely valuable is reading, um, you know, reading a book a week. That's something I try to do. I have my cousin. He keeps me accountable, um, my business partner, and so I write down at minimum, um, like, all you have an audible account and I'll say, here's all the things I've learned. Here's all the things to do. And I'll just write that down as I'm listening to the book while whatever I'm doing, you know, whether I'm relaxing, maybe I'm answering emails. I'm in the car driving. I've got the audible book playing. I'll try to go through at least a book a week minimum. Um, you know, and that's an easy way to hit 52 books a year. They say the average CEO you know, goes over 52 books, but it's really easy. You know, you put six to seven hours in, you can get through two to three books a week. Um, like last week, I was lucky I, I got through three books. I've been averaging around one and a half, two books a week. And, and it's really reading books, phenomenal. Um, this habit I haven't fully been able to cultivate yet um, because it's a, it's a difficult one. But once you do it, it's fantastic. And James Altucher's book, you guys should definitely check his stuff out. Great entrepreneur, um, you know, angel investor, all that. He has a podcast. Um, he talks about um, writing down 10 ideas a day on whatever interest you to get your creative creative muscle and your creativity skills built up. And when I started my second company, that's what I would do. I would come up with 10 ways I could help a business owner in my network that I knew. And I would pitch them on, hey, here's 10 ways I can help you or here's 10 things you should do for your company that I don't know if I can do, but you should definitely do. And I'd ask them if I could take them out to lunch. And I'd do that, take them out to lunch, pitch the ideas until that's actually how I got my first client. Um, you know, I first did the apps, then I helped a friend with um, hiring some real estate agents with job ads. So I started my a CRM company with my cousin for our SaaS agency. And then my third company, the uh, advertising one, my friend was like, oh, I love these ideas. Why don't you implement them? And, you know, today we're doing fairly well. We're on year uh, three going on year four now is about to close up. So those are just kind of like, you know, quick habits. Obviously, health is great. Meditating daily, that's something I've tried to do a lot. I try to meditate daily, at least five to 10 minutes. Um, you know, Ray Dalio, if anybody read his book, uh, Principles, he's like the world's best uh, uh, investor, you know, debatable, but he runs one of the world's largest hedge fund and investment firms, and he swears by uh, meditation. And so, 
you know, that's another great habit that I built up over 30 days and I'm not as consistent, but something I want to do. Um, exercise, obviously, like there's like countless studies that talk about how exercise is, is super paramount. And I, I do at least do five to six pull-ups a day minimum. Just like I got a bar right above like my bedroom just to make sure I'm at least doing something. So yeah. Anyways, habits, you, you, I don't know if you knew Mark, but habits was a big thing. So that was a great yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, habits are really big. I've heard of the thing where you write down 10 ideas each day. It's one of those things that I briefly did. I stopped, but here in you, it's something I know I should go back to because when you write down those 10 ideas, you get super creative. I really like the idea of helping others because when you help others, that's when they really remember you a lot. And that's when they're really likely to step up for you when you need help. Like if you're coming out with a new book or if you want someone to leave a review for your podcast, like all these things, uh, really add up when you make it a point to help other people. And speaking of helping other people, it's something that Vlad does really well through his work. And for people who are wondering where can we find you, just where are some good places we can go to follow you on your journey? Great question. Um, you can, people can find me through, first of all, I have a, I have a meetup group for co-founders. That's like the main group I run. Um, it's called co-founders connect and it's, about connecting co-founders to one another. We have some fantastic speakers. We've had, um, you know, from seven figure to 10 figure, 10 figures, a billionaire speaker um, come through to the to co-founders connect meetup group. So if anybody wants to join that on Facebook, I'll see you. And actually most of the time I'll add you as a friend after accepting um, you into the group. You just got to kind of answer the questions. Um, secondly, LinkedIn, you know, somebody says, Hey, Vlad, listen to you on the podcast. I'll add you. Um, you know, and then people can shoot me an email, vlad.logicinbound.com. Um, you know, that's easy. I feel like I'm as accessible as kind of possible out there. Even if somebody calls logicinbound.com, uh, you know, goes on logicinbound.com and calls our company, um, I'll pick up the phone, uh, sometimes and most of the time actually I'll, they'll be hitting me. So, Yeah. Well, Vlad, thank you for sharing with us all those resources. They'll be in the show notes. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on Ditch the Job. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, and I think really connecting with people is really all about helping them and, and giving. And, and the more you do it, the more passion you'll get out of it. And if anybody's kind of skeptical of that, um, the last book, one of my favorites, I like to gift. The book I've actually gifted the most, like five to six times. It's called Give and Take by Adam Grant, where he scientifically breaks down um, why actually helping people first will help you get farther in life than everybody else. But I'll leave him with that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ditch the Job. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate if you could leave a quick review. We are a relatively new show and all those reviews are really going to add up. And if you want to talk with me about how you can boost your revenue, Schedule a free strategy call with me. See how we can work together. The link is markberry.com slash strategy for anyone who's interested. We will be throwing it in the show notes. But once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It is listeners like you who allow me to create new podcasts and do all these different projects that I love doing. So what I want you to do is to dream big, achieve greatness, and unlock your potential today.